And after you turn to the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, if you please stand on and reading the word. It's only for a second. It says in Philippians, chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, let nothing be done but humility that each esteem the other better than himself. Let each look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Now bless and honor the people's work. And you can receive And I will do the same. Happy and you know it. That was last week's sermon. Happy and you know it. And today's sermon is connected to that one, actually. This was one I was going to do last week, and then the Lord corrected me in what I was going to do. So this is a, uh, a sequel, if you will, or at least connected to it. Uh, happy and you know it. You're happy and you know it. You're happy to be in the Lord. And you know it. We're to be happy for the right reasons. And our happiness should be in the Lord. That's how it ought to be. But we should not have pride in ourselves. We should not be self-delusional. Uh, with, with or in others, it, it, you know, just have uh, pride in themselves and self-defeating. Then there's others who it's self-defeating in the self. They have self-pity, have self-pity, and there's self-destruction in that. Uh, you could say they have too much happiness in themselves. If it's different people, uh, let others steal their joy. We talked about that. Uh, so therefore. You know, it's good to have happiness in yourself, but there's too much of that sometimes in the sense that we still want to go. There's pride in self, that's self-delusional and self-defeating, and then the other kind has self-pity, self-destruction in that. And neither is good. Having too much pride, uh, happiness in yourself, that's self-pride, it's, it's too much. It's not good to do that. And it's not good to have self-pity, self-destruction. That's not good either. Neither one is godly. It's not good to be prideful. And it's not good to have a not good to, to hate yourself. Not good to do that. And then neither one's good. You should have godly happiness first. Otherwise, you find yourself hooked, invaded by the devil if we're not careful. The title, in fact, today is called Self Fish. Self Fish. And I know it's a little play on two words, but we're going to talk about that. We'll get into the reason why. See, a lot of people uh, count on themselves. They have self reliance. And it's not have self reliance when it comes to. You know, pay your own bills and do those types of things and count on yourself. But some people want to have self-reliance too much. They count on themselves and themselves alone. And from that, they talk about being self-taught. It's okay to be self-taught to a certain point. Some people want to do that, to count on themselves and themselves alone. Uh, I, I've seen, seen a lot of people get self-taught in the wrong things. And by that, they have their own definition of words. So we see it all the time now. People have their own definition of words. Uh, they have their self-own, and, and in other words, they have the meaning to the uh, own words of God. For instance, a lot of people have their own definition of God's word. They'll read the word of God and their own definition of what it means. And this is dangerous. This is what the devil does. He did that in the very first. You can see it in Genesis uh, chapter 3 when he tried to define what God meant when he says uh, not to eat of the fruit of God's uh, of the tree that God told him to eat from evil. And he tried to find what it meant. And he said, oh, God didn't mean that. That's not what God said. That's not what he meant. People do it all the time right now in God's word. Oh, God didn't tell you you can't live that way. God didn't tell you you can't do this. God didn't say. The problem with that is, is when you start defining the old things, 
and you start that's where selfishness is. We're gonna talk about here in a second. Where the selfish living starts coming. In fact, right now you might wonder why on earth are you wearing a tie? You may not even notice. I, I didn't know what to wear today. I noticed I have a tie. I really like. I never wear it because I don't know what to wear it with. This is a William Shakespeare tie, and I like William Shakespeare once in a while. And my favorite one, I like uh, Shakespeare's uh, Hamlet, honestly. And I noticed that the the there's a lot of different lines of people from Hamlet. The line that gets pulled the most is to and people a lot of times they be true. And did you know that it's one of the tattoos? And I don't not not my first of all, I'm a big guy. If I was the I don't this thing's great when it's all that between you and the Lord, but I will say this. If I was to put the tattoo on me, gain a lot of weight, that tattoo might be Eagle Bird Seven like a man, an eagle. But anyway, the point is uh, with the people put because I know self be true, they think that's a wonderful motto. It's a wonderful motto with self respect. Actually and I said this before, and I'll say it again. People only knew what that really meant. They would find that to be a stupid thing to put on themselves. But we live in a weird, weird generation now. People put those things on to think they just build themselves up. But did they know? No, they don't. On Hamlet, that's actually the villain's line. He's saying to his son, be selfish. Don't worry about other people. Worry only about yourself. But that's what the villain uh, 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 he's the initial film that Hamlet stabs through because he doesn't realize what's there. He stabs into the wall, and there that guy who says that, I know himself through, is there. Either way, he's saying, Be selfish. Don't worry about anyone else, folks. That's very unbiblical. Do thine own self be true. God says, Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. That's Luke 6 31. It's also Matthew 7 12. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Don't do thine own self be true. That's one of the most unbiblical things you could ever think of. Think yourself and yourself alone. No, that's not what the Bible says. This is what I said a while ago, self-reliance, self-taught, and thine own self be true. This is selfish living. Selfish living. My way. My way alone. Me, me, me. My, my, my. Now, 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 now. It's the way the generation is thinking now. Last week I was talking about happiness. And the things that make us happy is to be God's way. God's way first. Not your family's way, not your best friend's way, not your spouse's way. Rather, you're married to a wonderful man. He might be a wonderful man, maybe a good godly man, but you should put him before the Lord. I had a talk just this week with someone who's talking about how much they love their kids. That's great. I love to love your kids. And you should. You should love your kids. God gave you those children. Make sure you love them so much. But they said, but is it wrong for me to put the kid before God? Yes. And here's why. If you really love your kid, you put God first always. And here's why. Because your kid is ignorant. Oh, Pastor, you're putting down my babies. No, your kid's a human. All the people compared to God were stupid. We're dumb as a box of rocks. Why? Because we don't know everything, but God does. And here's the other thing. If you really love your kid, you always follow God and lead them in the way of God because, because it is going to come. Your kids' emotions and their ideas and their ideologies and Change, change. One day, one day, they're going to say, Mom, I want this. Daddy, I want this. I want. And then 10 years from now, why did you let me have it? No. See, God did not put you, God did not put you in the place to give your kids what they want, but what they need. And what we need is not always what we want. And what we want is certainly not what we always need. Right now, I want 15 Tootsie Rolls. I guarantee it's not good for me. 
and I certainly don't need it. Oh, you can say amen. I'm not going to be hurt. <laughs> they do sound good. The world looks mighty good to me when Tootsie Rolls are all I see. But that doesn't mean that that's what's necessary. Now I got that song in my head. Thanks a lot, Philip. <laughs> Whatever it is, I think that's it. But the point is, this is the way the world sees things selfish living. My way, not God's way, is self service, is self satisfaction. Proverbs 18, verse 1. It says in Proverbs 18, verse 1, oh, you, you wonderful people. I see you right away writing stuff down. They're like, well, about time, Pastor. We've been waiting. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1 says, He who separates himself seeks his own desire. He seeks and quarrels against all wisdom. You see that? See? Give me, give me, give me. My, my, my. See, this is not an insult to children, really, is it? When I say ignorance, okay, it sounds like I'm calling them stupid. But you see, and truth is, they kind of are, just like me. When we do our own thing, we're ignorant, we're, we're foolish, we don't know any better. But that's why God gave us wise mom and daddies to follow God, which we're supposed to do. Because if we follow the babies, folks, that's not wise. Can you imagine a leader, a general in the army saying, all right, private, I like you, but private, you tell me what you want. No! Can you imagine how many, if, if man, if General Patton had done that, who? No, he was not a nice guy, but you know what he was? A great general. He said, private, get up, and he did. Why? Because he did not show kindness. Now, I'm not telling parents to be mean to your kids. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not telling mom and daddy slap your kid across the mouth and not eat their mush. I'm not saying that. No, what I am telling them to do it's lead them to do what God tells them to do. And sometimes that doesn't make them happy. Kids don't want to take their medicine, but they need their medicine. They don't want to eat what's good for them, but they need what's good for them. That's what I'm telling you. Otherwise, they go to selfish living. And it says in Mark 12, 31. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, this is Jesus Christ who says this. The most loving of all, the Lord God himself in the flesh. He says in Mark 12, 31, he was talking about the commandments, the most important. First of all, it says, put no other gods before the Lord. God is the one. Here's the second. You shall, this is Mark 12, 31 now. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, how can you love your neighbor if you don't love you? This is not to say put yourself before them. No, no, no. Equally, equally. Here we go. Love. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. God, others, God. And here's the thing. Here we're going to talk about the big selfish man of God. A big selfish man of God. And in order to do this, you're going to have to turn to Jonah. Now, I'm not going to read the whole book. don't have time. I just don't have time. We're going to turn to the book of Jonah. And we're going to talk about a big selfish man. This is why I made sure that I put the, the word fish. In this. <laughs> because there's a fish in this book of Jonah. You know that. Oh, he got the fish. What's that? Well, well. But it is not. A whale is a fish because the Bible says so. In fact, uh, in Hebrew, it's instead of sea creature, but it's a fish. God made it. Now, yeah, but I don't know. I know God knows. But that is James what well, does in the book of Matthew. The whale. But the truth is, you have to remember, have to remember this. that was also taken from the Greek, which is the word of the fish. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm not making this. I'm only simply telling you that the word means fish. Either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point is still the same. The point is still the same. Jonah was a man chosen of God, but he was selfish. 
He's a son of man. He was pregnant. Who can blame him? Did you realize that next to Sodom and Gomorrah, the place that God wanted him to go, Nineveh, was known for being an evil place for many, 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 many false gods. It was the place Nineveh was, rather than see a pirate court. Also, now I'm not talking about a with a pirate, arr, but I am talking about a whole bunch of people who hired it there, and they had lots of gods of people who come, and there are vile people there, worshiping false gods, doing horrible things now. This happened. He didn't want to go, partially because he was terrified. The other part was his prejudice, and he hated the press. And he was afraid. One of the reasons why he was afraid, he was afraid knowing how God was, that he didn't want these people to really be sorry. He didn't want these people to, to be uh, be saved. He wanted these people to die. Now, that's evil. We know that. Are we much better? There are times that we've done the same. I'm not saying that you say, God, kill them. But there's times we've got this, and we sometimes do. Yeah, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about the royal. Way. I'm talking about sometimes, if we're honest, man, the bad. God's really going to get them. God's going to get him for that. Truth be told, I'm guilty of that. There's times that we need to pray. Pray that God will change. Ted Bundy and others, there was a, I can't name the other one's name right now, one Right now, they they come to know Jesus right before they die. I had a, a young person the other day say to me, "He's too bad." To say, "Come on, I'm too bad. I've done too many things." I said, "Did you know, Ted Bunny? I mentioned a few others." I said, "Did you know they're in heaven?" He said, "How? How could they be in heaven? They're too evil." I said, "So are you. So am I. I should be in hell for eternity. So should you. We're not going to be." We ask Jesus to save us. And a selfish person looks himself as being evil because we think we're too big for God to change. We think we're selling in a selfish way. Pastor, I don't mean to be selfish. I just know what I've done. Yeah. Because we're just too big and bad for God to touch. Selfish. You think of yourself as being too big and bad for God. God can do all things. Talk about that. The fact of the matter is, God can do it. Jonah didn't want to go. He didn't. So what did he do? He went to a boat that was on the opposite direction. You can't get with God. You can't. You can't hide. You can't. God knows everything you did. Yes, he knew what you said last night. He knew what you said last night. He knew what you did last night. He knew what I thought. He knew what I said. He knew what you said. He knew who he was with. He knew what you were doing. And he knows he knows. He knows he loves you. He knows he loves you. Enough. That's why you're right now. Because the Holy Spirit's calling out to you right now. Saying you can change. You can change, turn around. Maybe right now you're being swallowed by a great big fish, and that big fish is the Holy Spirit who wants to change you. And you can be changed right now. The Holy Spirit wants to change you. Don't be selfish. Let the Holy Spirit swallow you whole and change you completely. Because that's what he's changed. Not the selfish thinking, but give yourself to the Lord. And Jonah was swallowed up. But here's what I want to talk to you about chapter two. When he got swallowed up, well, we know what happened. All God said, but, but here's something else I want to say to you before we move on. You know what happens that we always forget about? It's so beautiful, it's wonderful. Now, was it still going to run away and go the opposite direction? No, of course not. But God can even do the stupid things we do, the bad things we do to his world. But I, and I never, I never catch this until a couple of days ago. I agreed. Oh, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Because when Zona ran away 
And all the people said, I don't want to throw him overboard. Look what's going to happen. Well, when men of other gods and other lands were suddenly seeing what God could do, listen to what it says. Listen to what it says. It says, please, Lord, do not let us. These are the other men, okay? The other men, they said, this is a chapter 1, verse 14. They, the other men, they said, then they cried out to the Lord, said, please, Lord, do not let us perish for this man's life and do not let do not make us guilty for innocent blood, for you, Lord, have done as it we've done as these do. So they picked up Jonah, tossed him into the sea. Then the sea ceased from its raging. Therefore, the men were very afraid of the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. They made vows to God. You see, their life was changed. Their life was changed of what happened. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They made vows to God. Isn't that beautiful? Now, then we see that Jonah goes into the sea and the fish swallow them whole. Swallow them whole. Don't let this be confused with the story of Pinocchio, okay? I had a kid when I was real young teaching and they said, oh, it's like Pinocchio. No, just not just like Pinocchio. It's by well. This is a true story. A little wooden thing. But this happened. And when this happened, Jonah made a prayer unto God. And he said, chapter 2, he said, Praying unto the Lord, he said, I called to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me out of the belly of Sheol. I cried, You heard my voice. You cast me into the deep into the heart of the seas, and the, the flood surrounded me. All your billows of your waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast away from your sight, and I will look again to your holy. The waters compassed me. Even to my weeds around my head, I went down to the foundations of the mountains. The earth with its bars was around me forever, yet you have brought me up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was being was slipping away, I remember the Lord, and my prayer came to you to your hope. Those who follow vain titles take their true loyalty. I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. The Lord spoke to the fish. We know what happened. The fish puked him up on the shore. That's a blunt way of saying it. He got, he got thrown up on the shore. Now, this really means a lot to me now. Because earlier this morning, I was sick, and, and it reminded me of this this here verse. I kept thinking, this is a ironic. This is very ironic. I was sitting there thinking about this verse, and I thought, well, Jonah, you and I understand. But I was thinking today about this, and I thought, you know, when he got picked up on that shore, here he was just praying to God, saying, Lord, thank you, thank you. I'll give myself whatever you want. Then he got picked up on the shore. But, oh, and when that happened, Jonah got up and he went into the land. And it wasn't just walking right into a town. He walked like a day into it. And when he went in there, he said, because he heard God say, get up, go into Nineveh, that great day, that great city, and proclaim the message and I tell you, that I told you. He did. He went into Nineveh, did exactly what God told him to do, because you can't get away from God. God gave him a chance. He went in there and he told him exactly what he, they did. And he said, in 40 days time, Nineveh will be overthrown. And so the people in Nineveh heard it, and they changed. They completely changed. They gave themselves over to God. Gave themselves completely over to God. And when this happened, 
He waited up there on the top of a mountain to see God destroy the town. He couldn't wait for it. And so when that happened, you know what happened? He was really angry because he kept, he prayed that the Lord, he said, Lord, he wanted him to be destroyed. And then he was mad because God didn't destroy it. Mad because God didn't destroy Nineveh. Irritated. He even built a booth. And he was so thrilled, thrilled because God gave him a fine. And what happened with that vine? A little worm came up and ate the whole thing. And he was mad. In fact, he said, it'd be better if I die because my vine is gone. Oh, my poor sweet vine. And you know what? God says, so you're upset because your vine is gone that you did not build. You did nothing for it. And it's gone. But how great is that great city? And the point of all this is to say he was selfish. He was a selfish man. Here's the thing. I would love to tell you that Nineveh lasted. But it did for a while. But then we see in another book that it, uh, it fell apart. It didn't stay with God. But God gave him a chance. It gave him a chance to last, and they didn't. God gives everyone a chance not to be selfish. Not to be selfish. He's giving you a chance of that. Too. Are you going to take it? Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. He's giving me a chance. What is our happiness? Is our happiness to be selfish and do what we want to do? Many Christians and others do be selfish, but many follow God. Some run from God. The lost, and yes, even Christians. You know, many of the, the lost run from God because they say that everybody is self-righteous who knows the Lord. We're not to be self-righteous. I've been self-righteous in the past. I'll admit, when I was young, immature, learned a little bit. Sometimes it gets people big-headed. Self-righteous a little bit. I won't read every single verse I have because I don't have time. But listen, here's a few verses for you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For by grace you have saved through faith. And this is not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one should boast. You see, we didn't do a thing. It's like when mom and dad come to you on Christmas, on your birthday. They say, we love you. He didn't earn it. Oh, but I was born. That's when God comes to you, you say, you're born again. It's not because you earned it. Yeah, but I'm alive. Good, 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 good for you. But guess what? It's not because you're just so great. I'm better than my brothers and sisters. No, you're not better than your brothers and sisters of Christ. I love you. He gave it to you. And you received it. You opened it up. Blow off and unwrap the paper. Good for you. You received it. Accept it. Go on with it, but don't say, ha 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 ha. No, just be glad that you received. Not that you earned it. Because if you got what you earned, you know where you would be when you die. Suffering like I would. Praise God, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Because God lives. He died. He rose for me. Just like he did for you. It says in Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Titus chapter 3, verse 5 says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Through the working of rebirth, the renewal of the Holy Spirit. You see, we know that the Jewish faith was all about works, works, works. Now, this is not putting people who are Jewish then, by the way. And they didn't mean any harm, really. They, they thought that they were waiting for the Messiah, but they missed the point, the Messiah is coming. He lives in us. They can accept him too, and many will. Many have. I know many Jewish wonderful people who know the Lord. 
this is not an insult. This is not a racist comment. Jesus himself is Jewish. I don't understand what the point is. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Yet we know that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be justified by faith in Christ rather than by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Self-justification can't do a thing. It can't. It can't. Mm -hmm. Romans 10.3. Oh, it's a good one. Romans 10.3. This is one that you're going to want to get on your little sleeve so you can use it later. Romans 10.3. For ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, did not submit to the righteousness of God. First mm -hmm. John 1 8. First John 1 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We all need the Lord God. It's not by our own doings. So people say, I'm saved because of everything I did. No, you're only saved if you let Jesus Christ do that within you. Because you can't do it on your own. It's not like those little, uh, and by the way, I love your got little fun things we do. I love all of it. It's not like those little patches that you make. That's all gifts from God. That's great. And, and if you burn things because of being saved by the salvation itself, it's not the patch that you get from Boy Scout, Girl Scout, or whatever Scout you are. Not that. First Corinthians 4 says, First Corinthians 4 says, For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you received it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? I think that's a good one. Look what someone gave me. Isn't that great? I did really good to receive what someone gave me. <laughs> God gave it to us. Can't brag about what God gave us. We can brag about the Lord. Be happiness in the Lord about it. But we can't be selfish or self-righteous with what God gave us. And this goes right back. Which is the next one? Self-centered. The self-righteous people are self-centered and they're selfish. That's another term of selfishness. But this is not what we're to be. We're to be rather selfless, not selfish, not self-centered. No, even many Christians can be that way. That's that's wrong when that happens. As it says in 1 Corinthians 10 24, 1 Corinthians 10 24, let no one seek his own, but each one. Others' well-being. Build each other up. Doing to others. Build each other up. John seven eighteen. John seven eighteen. He who speaks his own authority seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. You see, Jesus said it himself. We are to seek the Lord God's will, not our own. And I know that can be hard. If we go in flesh and we follow our own ways, but we're not to do that. Nope. No, no, no. And we're to let ourselves be led by the Lord. Because if we don't, if we don't, this can lead to self-destruction. It can be led to self-destruction. What does it say about self-destruction? Well, it's quite simple. Proverbs 11.23. The desire of the righteous is only good. But expectation of the wicked is wrath. 
self-destruction. And it is. If you're selfish, if it's all about self, all about these things. And that's what the world is right now. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give I feel, I feel, I feel like a woman. So many men feel like a woman right now. How stupid is that? And you realize you're, you're saying that God is wrong or what he made you? Pastor, don't you know what the new generation? I don't care what the new generation says. I know what God says. He made you a man. Be a man. Be a man, man. Woman, if God made you a woman, don't say that God is wrong. But I feel like a man. Well, make cutting your hair so short. That's what it does to you. Quit listening to your neighbor. Quit listening to your family and other people. Quit watching those shows. But so Dr. So-and-so, I don't care what Dr. Whistlebridge says. Listen to Dr. God. Come on. Pick up his word. Put down that stupid stuff. Come on now. Come on. But what about people say to you? People used to say I was a homosexual because I wasn't dating some crazy broad. But listen, I'm, I'm, not, oh, I'm sorry if I said women. But they, all, they wore though. They were nutty. They were crazy. They were going around to sleep with everybody in the world. And people said, you should date them. Why? They weren't godly. Half of them didn't even believe in God. Well, but you're supposed to date them. Why? Because they're females. So what? They weren't of the Lord. Just because others tell you to do it doesn't mean you should. Come on now. People said, go with that. She's a dame. No, she's not a dame. Dame means lady, by the way. She wasn't a lady. Oh, only what God tells you to do, you should do. But my friend tells is he your friend? He's telling you to do everything God tells you not to. Are you sure he's your friend? <laughs> I don't know. If God says go right, don't go left. But the president, I don't care what he says. Yeah, but but Dr. Fauci, who cares what that news says? Yeah, but but so-and-so says, and Rush Limbaugh said it. Listen, man, look, I wrote it. All that doesn't matter. But I'll watch the show. Who cares? Is it go get the word? Then turn it off. That's what the remote control's for. Come on now. Come on. Self-destruction. And you know what God gives you? What you need through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, you have self-control. Self-control. Come on. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Self-control. First Corinthians 3, 16 through 17 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy and you are his temple. So when people come to you and you say, but you're not getting along with the people in the world. Well, look, I love them. I really do. I love you. Even if a man comes to me and say, call me miss, call me look. I'll call you Mr. And I'll call you sir. And I will call you my friend. I'll call you. I'll say I love you because I do. But I'm not going to call you what you tell me to call you. I'll call you what God told me to call you. Thank you very much. And I will be loving and I will be kind. I will not be disrespectful, but I'm not going to be disrespectful to God either or his word. God first, others next. That's how that is. I will not be rude. I will not be crude. Even though sometimes I, in my flesh I wish to be. But I won't do it. I won't. You know why? Because it does nothing. And it certainly doesn't build up God. I'm not going to be selfish to what I want to say. I'm do it. And by the way, if you're just trying to please others and put them before the Lord, that's selfish too. Because you're going by your emotions and your feelings. And that's selfish. Pastor, you mean if I treat my babies better than I treat myself, that's being selfish. I thought God said, put them before yourself. Not if you're putting them before the Lord. That's selfish too. 
Yes, that's weird. I know, but it's true. Okay, going on. For everything, First Timothy 4, 4, for everything created by God is good and not to be refused. If it is, now listen now, if it is received with thanksgiving, uh-huh. if it is received from thanksgiving, that means give it unto God. Give it unto God. Thankful from God. That gets misused. Receive with thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for it. God gives you the body. It's a temple. Don't misuse. Don't abuse. How many times I see people, but I'm going to drink until drunken because God told me I could. Well, now, wait a minute. I'm not going to tell you you can't drink. That's when you and the Lord. I'm not going to say that. Well, I will say that I, I don't do it, but that's when you and the Lord. What I am going to say is don't abuse, don't hurt, don't do things that are not good. Do things unto the Lord. He comes first. The other thing besides self-control, which you have, you can say no. You can say no to what is a temptation. You can say no. Sexual temptation. Uh, temptations of, of, of people around you, temptations of things that are weakness to you. You can say no. Well, wait, I can't. You got the Holy Spirit. What you can't do, you can do with the Holy Spirit who's in you. I can't do it on my own. Oh, I know you can't. God is in you. You're not alone. Come on. There's a lot of things I used to have weaknesses in, but guess what? When I start going to the Word and staying away from the world, whoo, so much easier now. I can say, no, I'm not going to do it. No. Why? Greatest he is in me, he's in the world. First off, world. That sounds arrogant. How is it arrogant when you're giving all the glory to the Lord? It's not me. I couldn't do it on my own with God. <laughs> this all comes from self-examination. Self-examination where the realization And you can see that in 1 John 1, 9. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, this comes in salvation, but it comes in cleaning. And building up and tearing away the weaknesses it does. And it comes in self-determination. When we're guided by the Holy Spirit, we, Spirit, we can be self-determined not to go back to those things. Be self-determined. And it comes in self-discipline, which goes with self-control. It's a strength by God and the Holy Spirit and his word. You can be self-determined. I'm not going back to the things that destroy me. I'm not going back to gluttony. I'm not going back to those things. I'm not going back to that person that destroyed me. I'm not going back to those people that made me feel like garbage all those years. I'm not going back to these people and these weaknesses and these shows and these things that make me think about and these things that make me think of inappropriate things. And I'm not going back to the false words that people gave me to read and make me think of false gods. I'm not going back to these things. You know why? Because greater is God who's in you than he's of the world. Think of those things. That is self-control. That is self-determination and self-discipline. Not because of your power, because of God's power. And this all comes into self-improvement. Self-improvement through the power of God. This is where we can put Philippians. One of my all-time favorites. One of my all-time favorite verses. I can do all things. Oh, we're not going to stop there. Not going to stop there. And some people do. Not going to stop there. I can do all things. Oh, no. Step down, you, you think. No, no, no. I can do all things. No, you can't. Step down. Take that cape off. Take the cape off. I can do all things because of Christ who strengthens me. Because of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. He's a new creation, is another way to say it. If you don't want to be thought of as a creature. Uh, an old TV show I love, Andy Griffith. He goes, he called me a creature. But here's the thing. 
you're a creature to God, your creation. Okay, your creation. He is a new creation, new creature. Old things have passed away. Look, all things have become new. Oh, hallelujah. You're new. All brand new. Don't go back to the old. Galatians 2.20 says this. I had Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Folks, we have a new self, a new self. We don't have to be selfish. I'm talking about John, selfish. We don't have to do that. And it needs to be self-evident. What do I mean by that? It needs to be clearly visible for others to see. It needs to be obvious. I would be just by the way they look and understand. Person is obese or a person that, you know, whatever. David was talking about a guy who put uh, indentations all through his body. He had something done to his lips, so they stuck out here. And and I'm not trying to assault the man, but you know, he had thirty thousand or more, three hundred thousand or whatever it was, dollars put through your body to make you look like a teenage mutant ninja turtle or whatever it was like. And he had colleges all through his body and tattoos and made his just look all this and he's like, people judge me all the me. First of all, I don't think any Christian hates me. And it, blah blah blah. And he had gals who like Satan's and eyes have been dyed black or whatever it was. And he had tattoos of all sorts of stuff. And he said, they hate me, they hate me, and I know the Bible aren't and I said saying, Well, look, I don't feel sorry for you because uh, I love you. I don't feel sorry for you because obviously you want it. You want it to look different. You want it to look different on the outside. And the thing is, what's on the outside comes out on the inside. What's everything on the inside comes up on the outside. If you want to look like a dirty man, you wear dirty clothes. Now, I am dirty and gross sometimes throughout the week. I'm cleaning up and all these other things. I'm just gross and sweaty. But I, I don't come in here on Sunday. But look, I, I cleaned all week and I'm just full of dirt. And the thing is, is I, I shave and all these things. The point of all this is, if you want to look a certain way, you're going to look a certain way. This is not saying, oh, you shouldn't wear a T-shirt. You should No, no, that's between you and the Lord. But the point of all this is, if you want to look a certain way, you look a certain way. This is not judging anybody. That's between them and God. But your self-image is to be self-evident. It's to be clearly visible and obvious. If you're walking around with words and stuff, all your shirts, some people do, and they say, how dare they judge me? Well, folks, you gave them exactly what they want. Gave them what they want, and then you're judging. To quote, uh, I guess it's a movie, uh, the Brady Bunch movie. The guy says uh, something about you're judging others for judging you. Why should you judge others for judging you? Instead, you're judging yourself for judging others. And he goes a whole long spiel about it. In reality, you, we're not to be judgmental about others for doing exactly what you want them to do. Show them what you are from the inside, and let it appear on the outside. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you have a bag of bread? You think it's still good, and you go to eat it, and you go to eat it, and suddenly there's mold, and it's not showing on the outside yet. But then later on, as you go, you go, but then you go to look, and there's some showing on the back part of it. You didn't look yet. Just because it doesn't always show on the outside doesn't mean it's there. But, but if it's on the outside, it simply means it's what's on the inside. 
That's all it means. People say, he's a really nice guy. Good. I'm glad he's a nice guy. But folks, if you're impure, it shows. That's what I'm saying. As a Christian, and I'm not telling you you're dressed up like me, but if you're a Christian, let God be seen on the outside. It's not about self. We're to be selfless. Not selfish. Selfish. Your self-image should show the self-esteem that we have. Our self-esteem, our self-respect, our self-confidence. It's not about selfishness at all. Because I know what it's like to, to hate myself. I've had self-hatred for a long time. I did. And no self-assurance whatsoever. But when I got self-esteem, self-respect, and self-confidence, it's all because that's when I found that happiness was in the Lord. When I found that my happiness was in the Lord, I built up my self-confidence because my confidence was not built on me, but built on the Lord who's within me. And once you find that, all the self-confidence and self-esteem and self-respect and all that is built up because you know that it's not on you, but he who's within you. That is where you find self-confidence because this is only built on you. It will fall down. It will fall down. It will fall down every single time. Every time. Let me read this to you about self-esteem and self-respect and self-confidence. Self-esteem. 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your care. 1 Peter 5, 7. I'll say it again. Cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. Peter knows. Peter knows. Because when he was arrogant on his own, he fell down and got built back up. Did he not? And then self-respect. Self-respect, Ephesians 5.29. And it says in Ephesians 5.29, for no one ever hated his own flesh. We're talking about only human rights. No one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes the church. We are not to hate ourselves. We're self-respect. Self-respect. People say, you are to love who you are. That doesn't mean being arrogant. That pat yourself on the back and say, look no, you're not to do that. But you're to say, through Christ who lives within me, I am what I am. And that doesn't mean that I am the I am, but the I am lives within you. Be proud because God made you and he loves you. He loves you. He wants you to be alive. You know, when people have weaknesses in them, a lot of times they start thinking, maybe I shouldn't be here anymore. They start thinking, maybe I shouldn't be alive anymore. And I know because Satan did that to me when I was going through all sorts of problems, physically. And emotionally and mentally and all these other things. So I had my mind worked on and other things else. And also other emotionally. But you know what? That was an attack by the devil. An attack by the devil. And God spoke out to me and built me back up. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't attack yourself put you down. God created you the way you are. That doesn't mean your weaknesses. But that he can strengthen you up. Don't let the lie tell you you're not to be here. Don't you dare take yourself out. God will take you out when it's time and put you back up in heaven. Or put you in heaven, I mean to say, but don't you dare think that you're to be in charge of yourself because that's selfish too. That's selfish to your love, selfish to God. God builds you up. You follow Him and not you. You're not God. He is. Yeah, but people want to kill themselves because they don't love themselves. Yeah, but that's still a sense of selfishness. This is what it says in self in Ephesians. Um, oh, excuse me, self confidence. You need to have self confidence. Corinthians 1 12. Our rejoicing is this. The testimony is that we conduct ourselves in the world and more abundantly toward you in simple 
and godly sincerity, not with fleshly religion, by the grace of God. No matter how you feel, if you down today, built back up, your sincerity and selfishness is over. Whether it's because you hate who you are or who you are, follow God and He will build you up the way you should be. I promise you, it's going to be okay. I have hated myself. I've loved myself. I've done all these things, but God is the one who's to unite us and lead us in happiness. Second Timothy 1 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and self control. Self control. Self control. You have it. Self control. That's the self confidence we can have. Nothing's going to overtake God's We're not to be selfish, but to put God first. Happiness is true happiness, eternal happiness, but put God first. All their, all those other emotions of self and selfishness, all that stuff, it's a hook. It's a hook from Satan. He wants to pull us down, but we're not to be like that. We're to follow God and let him bring people in, bring fishers of men, bring them in. Have God it says in Luke 1, 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Because right now, I know we think a lot of people think, Pastor, I can't do it. I know you can't. You can't. You can't do it either. But God, it's possible. It's possible. You know how many times I look up and say, I can't go on another day. And God says, shut up and get up. Shut up and get up. You say, God told you to shut up. Yes, he did. You know why? Because so many times I whine, whine, whine. Me, 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 my, 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 can't get up, wine, wine, wine. God said, shut up and listen to me. You can do it. Your body hurts. Your spirit hurts. Your emotions hurt. But shut up, get up, follow me. And you know what's amazing? When you start doing that, how much better, how much better you feel. You're like, ooh, I feel better. Well, an hour ago, I felt like I was dying. But now I feel like I'm praising God and I'm living. Hallelujah. In the last verse, day as we pray, I know gone a little bit over. I apologize. But that's okay. Listen, we're going to end with this. Hebrews 12. Remember this. Let us look to Jesus. Let us look to Jesus, author, finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising shame, and is seated at the right hand. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, that you become weary and your hearts give up. Now, I know it's hard when we're in this world right now. We see how it's all going down. People are very selfish right now. So many people are, and they want you to be selfish too, so that they don't feel bad. That's why. Why do you think people don't care what you look like? They don't care. They don't care how you live. They only do that so that they feel okay when they're living out of God's will. Many Christians and other people, people of the world, they want you to live foolishly so that they can live foolishly. And I care. Oh, Pastor Phillips must be a man of God. Did you hear what he said? <laughs> oh, did you see? Well, I know I'm not living for God, but he ate too much. Oh, I may not be living for God, but he has too many ties. Oh, I may not be living for God, but at least I don't have a, a, a Superman looking Bible. Hey, I may not be. Folks, who cares? Follow God. Don't worry about others. Do what you know is right. Don't be selfish. 
follow God and your happiness be in the Lord. Let him build up his self-confidence as you follow Christ. God is in charge, not us. Amen. Lord God, we thank you for this day. And we've been with you, Lord. You're building up our self-esteem, not in us, but in you who lives in us. And we know, Lord God, that our happiness is in you and in no one else. And Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you, Lord God, that we cannot be torn down by others, but built up by you. And we love you. We thank you so very, very much. We thank you. And Lord, we pray right now for all of those who are ill right now. Every single one of them. And Lord, I'm not even going to begin to name by name. because You know, them. there's so many. But Lord, I pray for every single one of them, every single weakness that's going on, every single emotional, physical, and, and Lord, dare I say, even spiritual and mental situations are going on. And I pray you build them up and help them to know that you are with them. Build up their self-esteem. Build up everything they need. I pray this in 